All right, what's up, people? Welcome to Green Visor Guys, episode eight. I can't believe it. Eight episodes. It's like, I don't know. It seems like it's gone so fast. We appreciate all, all of our fans. We're almost up, actually. <laughs> we, have, we almost have as many episodes as we have listeners. So we're, like, getting close there. Yeah. I, that's like a magic number. Hey, hey we're, you know what, Austin? We're building. All right, we're, we're building, building it, baby. We're it's building. It's along. a it's a building year, just like the Chargers every single year. Yeah, All right, except for the year that they moved. Which except for the year that they moved, no they one well. cares. <laughs> Clearly, we're bitter. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Green Visor guys, we don't know what we're talking about. The market definitely doesn't know what it's doing, and there's no such thing as an expert in the crypto sphere. Uh, yeah, Andrew, yeah, yeah. it's been a fucking terrible week. What what is happening? I don't understand. Uh, look, I. I'll be honest with you, I wish I was colorblind because I, I know that I see a lot of red. It's a lot of red. A lot of red. Today, I kid you not, I was texting Andrew, people, yeah. I was texting Andrew, and I, we were like in the middle of a conversation, and I straight up was like, holy shit, the market just dropped $10 billion yeah, wow, in watching. front of my eyes. Yeah. It was while I was watching. It like just updated, and I was like, wow, yeah. that is, that is uh, pretty gut-wrenching there. Yeah, I'd also like to point out that I think that was the worst joke I've ever made, but I'm glad we've moved past it. Um, Bitcoin here is at 8516 where the market cap total is uh, $390 billion. But here's the thing. I mean, I'm looking up and down, and everything is about 4 to 5% down um, on the 24-hour not a ton of growth. I mean, you know, your randoms in the mid fifties look like they're growing. Uh, yeah, but the ones yeah, that are getting pumped it's, and dumped. It's it's, uh, it's not. It's not I think what it, we hope for. Yeah, I think it might just be our our normal weekly downturn. It's too. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. It'll be Wednesday, right? Usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's a down market. It starts to recover Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It booms and then it goes back down. So. Um, we'll see. The five percent is actually kind of encouraging, um, but yeah, it's a lot of red. A lot of red. Yeah, but I want it to break through. It doesn't. I mean, well, of course we do, and that's saying that is useless words. But at the same time, man, we've been talking about it for a while. Let's get back to January. Let's go. All right, awesome. What do you have for us? All right, here we go. So market update, kind of shitty, but we have Tech Guy Liam here to hit us up about Litecoin. He had a, he gave us a great uh. Great insight into EOS last week. Um, this guy definitely knows what he's talking about. He definitely knows a lot more than Andrew and I. Um, and so we're, we're pretty excited to hear him talk about Litecoin, which is like one of, I would say, one of the most well-known like altcoins. What do you think, Liam? Definitely. I would say some would go um, as far to say it's the mother of all Litecoins. Um, originally <laughs> a hard fork of Bitcoin and founded by Charlie Lee, who I don't know if you guys have ever discussed him. He's a pretty big player in the crypto sphere. Mm-hmm. He was um, a, formal Google, a former Google employee who went on to form Litecoin as his second cryptocurrency. It wasn't actually his wow. first one, but um, it was the first one that really took off for him. He then eventually left Google to work at Coinbase. He was one of the first people actually hired mm. at Coinbase. So he's a fuck, is what you're saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I have shade on Coinbase, dude. Wow. You have shade at Coinbase? I, I, I do. I, I have trust issues with Coinbase. All right, keep going. I'm sorry. So yeah, is that Coinbase? Good man. Charlie's good. He's a good one. Keep going. Um, around he spent around four years at Coinbase, leaving in um, June of 2017. Um, he left his position as director of engineering there to work full time on Litecoin development. 
Um, like you guys said, it's probably one of, or if not, the most well-known altcoin because it's been around sort of since the beginning, one of the original hard forks of it. But development had sort of begun to stagnate. Um, you know, you see Ethereum coming in with these new ideas as a platform allowing um, smart contracts and code to be executed. So I guess, you know, Charlie felt that it was time to come back into the project, reinvigorate it, and since then, um, I have to say I love what I've seen. Um, okay. Within a few months, they had Segwit up and running. I'm not sure if you guys have discussed what Segwit no, what is, is that? on a technical level. Um, basically, it's just getting rid of a little bit of the information um, stored in the transactions to increase the block size. Um, along okay. with that, uh, Litecoin employs what's called the script algorithm. At the time when, I know I mentioned last time how Litecoin is near and dear to my heart because it was the first one that I mined. At the time, it was viewed as the alternative to SHA-256 as being that ASIC resistant algorithm. You know, obviously since then everyone knows of script ASICs. Um, they haven't really moved away from that, um, but it has provided a very strong backbone for companies to get on the network and know that, you know, it's not a fly-by-night coin. Um, it's also faster with a 2.5 second block time opposed to Bitcoin's um, 10 second block time. And okay. when originally proposed and so does has a bigger total supply. So what would be, if you could, if you could say like what would be the point of Litecoin as opposed to like are they, are Bitcoin and Litecoin similar? What's the use case for Litecoin here? That's always been the tricky question and I've always loved how Charlie Lee has posed it from the beginning where um, I might have even posed it this time, or posed it this way last time. How EOS is being looked at as, you know, the Ethereum killer by some people. Charlie didn't set out to create a Bitcoin killer. He set out to create um, what he views as a complementary product to Bitcoin. Okay. Um, you know, a good analogy that I've used, and I've heard a lot of other people use, is that Litecoin is the silver to Bitcoin's gold. Hmm. At the hmm. time when That's there wasn't. Yeah. Why, why is it silver though? Because the thing that I think is is interesting is that it's what four times faster, right? Mm -hmm. And so if they had, I, I would just think that it would be, if the block speed is four times faster, why has like I've always wanted to know why hasn't it taken over? And well, that's always that's always been there. Um, or Charlie has tried to make that their niche, yeah. where they you know target businesses because, like you said, most businesses want the faster transaction speeds, um, and they want that. But, it, it, you know, Bitcoin just had that staying power about it. It was there. It was in your face. It took off. And I, th I honestly think that he did good by not trying to dub it the Bitcoin killer because I honestly right. do not think we would see it in the top 10 if it had okay. been dubbed that. Because right, 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 it right. never will be, but yeah. it can definitely be a complimentary good. Um, like I said, they implemented SegWit to increase their block size limit. Um, I don't know if you guys have discussed the Lightning Network yet or how that's changing blockchain technology surrounding nope. Bitcoin. We're really bad at this. If you haven't picked this up, and I'd say like maybe half of what you've said, I'm like, fuck, I don't know what he's saying. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about, which is awesome. I'm learning so much. Yeah, we, we pretty like, much make jokes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're here for the call. We, I mean, I hope, yeah, you're, you're going to attract a lot more um, educated no, people no, in this space. Here, because I'm and like... Not a lot of people have heard of it at all. Yeah, okay, so what's the Lightning Network? Um, it's an innovative technology, blockchain, I should say, decent, innovative decentralized, decentralized blockchain technology originally built for Bitcoin to make it faster. 
but and I should, I'm going to say this again. I don't know if you guys have talked about the differences between like a hard fork and a soft fork and changing yeah, out. Yeah, a little bit. We know what hard fork is. I, yeah, we talked <laughs> okay. a little bit about that, yeah, which is awesome. Happens. So mostly any coin that um, hard forked Bitcoin's original SHA-256 algorithm can utilize the Lightning Network. And Charlie realized that and, you know, said, let's go full force. He... um. I don't know if they necessarily partnered with what is it? it's Abra the mobile wallet application, but um, like I said, very shortly after joining, he he made that a priority to utilize that, integrate it into um, Litecoin, and through Abra the mobile wallet application, they sent their first Litecoin in seconds around the world. Wow! Now that's fascinating. That's always been like the dream, you know what I mean? Get that money there, you know if you're a money remitter in seconds with low fees because that's also what um, the Lightning Network allows and lowers fees. Cool. So that isn't necessarily Litecoin specific because like I said, any coin that is hard forked off of Bitcoin will be able to, if the development team wants to, integrate it somehow. But Litecoin has really chased it and they're cool. still chasing it right, for 2018. Right. Their roadmap includes um, four you know, pretty cool things that I think I wanted to mention um, number one being they want to try to implement colored coins in a way which I think could lead to much more advanced forms of ICOs. They're being a little vague about it, so I can't really give you any more information other than that. Okay. But I'm all about opening up the door so ICOs don't last hours and days and we can bring in more people and more real money investors. Right. Okay. There's also something called atomic coin swaps. Now, the Lightning Network can help facilitate this um, through the use of regular developers, but Charlie Lee and his team are specifically working on atomic coin swaps between Litecoin and Vertcoin using the Lightning Network. Now, that would basically mean if Austin has, you know, five Vertcoin and I have one Litecoin and he agrees that we can trade, it can be an instant off-blockchain trade. Oh, like it's just done. Okay. Yeah, so that is really exciting because depending good. on... And that's blockchain, so that's like backed by... So that's like fully backed because it's yeah. a public ledger. And it's using the Lightning Network, so it's... Right, yeah. Right. Hopefully we'll be so compatible with a lot of coins too as well. Wow. Okay. Third point, again, being sort of vague, um, they have this thing that they're working on called Covenant Vault Technology. It sounds like something out of like a Fallout video game. But essentially... <laughs> Um, as someone who's extremely, extremely security conscious, I love this idea if they can actually get it to work. You would basically have um, a mini wallet inside your regular wallet. And say Austin decided to, you know, hack my wallet one day and I lose access huh? to my private key. <laughs> um, there's a special phrase or key. I'm not really sure how they will implement it yet. But there'll be something that only I will know. Almost like um, a cold storage backup in a way. And I would say beforehand, when I set up this um, phrase or technology, we'll call it, you know, I'm going to put 50 Litecoin away in this vault. And now, say Austin gets it, say he sees there's 250 Litecoin, he's like, I'm going to be rich. He will be able to access that 200 Litecoin right away. He'll be able to, you know, send it to his, wherever he's hacking from, wherever his original wallet is, wherever he wants to send it. But the 50 that I have earmarked away in their Covenant vault, will have what's called a delayed marker on them. So even if he goes to send them 
as long as I realize that I was compromised, I will have time to get to them first and send them to an address of my choosing as long as I can remember the passphrase right, or right, right, you know, right. whatever code they decide to implement. Yeah, so that's just Dang. another layer of security that, I mean, I think we're all concerned about security on, in, in blockchain and in crypto mm -hmm. in general. And that's a pretty good answer, it seems like. Do you, do you agree? Like, they're doing a good job on, with that. There's a little, you know, questions about how necessarily they're going to implement it, but I think okay. that if they can implement it, I think that that idea might spring even more ideas forward because, you know, I'm not sure if you guys have hardware wallets like I do, but yeah, yeah. if they could have a hardware wallet built into a software wallet, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, or at least exactly. something that can sort of bridge the gap. 100%. Yeah, yeah, right. cool. And, um, okay, so last, what, uh, what was the last uh, one? The uh, last yeah, but definitely not least. Super, super excited about, even though they've been the most vague about this, they have some form, or at least they're promising some form of smart contract implementation. This would be huge in my opinion because like Bitcoin, Litecoin has that staying power. Litecoin has the reputation. It has a huge hashing backbone behind it so businesses won't be scared to say, you know what, let me use your network to handle my business activities. Hmm. Okay. That'd be that'd be that'd be yeah. crazy. That'd be like um, rivaling like Ethereum then. Exactly. In, in use case. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Potentially, uh, cool. you know, unlimited Char use cases. Charlie Lee has liquidated his own um, holdings, right? I think that's been kind mm -hmm. of considered a selling point. I really like that. Um, you, yeah, exactly. You'll never have to worry about the founder, you know, just dropping the market. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's pretty decentralized with Charlie. There's like a really great roadmap um what are your thoughts on like the future good good coin bad coin like what do you what are you thinking for the future of like is it going to last um i definitely think it's going to last i think that in this what we've seen become almost you know a race to everything with um altcoin technology and blockchain blockchain technology in general i think litecoin has always been more of a tortoise in that race um, okay. I'm very, very happy that Charlie Lee decided to leave Coinbase and come full-time to develop on Litecoin. I feel like there's going to be, even though the plans might seem scattered for 2018, I understand that a lot of development is going on, and I feel that if they achieve at least most of it, with Charlie Lee leading the drive, that it'll come together to form, you know, maybe a top two coin, top three coin, instead yeah. of just a Frankenstein yeah. coin of unused uh, features <laughs> like we're sort of seeing yeah. with some altcoins lately who just try to be everything and they don't really have yeah. a use case. Yeah, yeah no, well, cool. Sure. Well, sweet, man. Well, Liam, thanks. Appreciate it. Stoked about Litecoin. Um, and, man, we're, we're super grateful for, for everything that you can, you can kind of give us. So um, oh, with man. that, we're going to bump into a, uh, a word from our sponsor. Andrew, after those words from tech guy Liam, I'm a little thirsty. My, my brain has been running. That was a lot of Litecoin. It was a lot of, a lot of stuff I, I honestly kind of didn't understand. Um, well, you should have a cold drink. I, I should have a cold drink. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, I have one here. And will you look at that? Our sponsor today is a real one. Shout out Icy Crypto. Icy Crypto. The Bitcoin ices for any and every drink. You, are you thirsty? Have a Bitcoin ice. Do you need to cool down a nice, a nice scotch while you mark, watch the market tank? Sure, <laughs> Bitcoin ice. It's all you need. It's all you ever want. 
Make sure you uh, DM us on Instagram. We have some awesome uh, coupon codes. If you want Bitcoin Ice for you or a family member or your stockbroker who's crying because he didn't get into Bitcoin early enough, it's a whole thing. So Bitcoin Ice. Thank you, Icy Crypto, for the awesome shout-outs and the awesome Bitcoin Ices in my drink. That's all I have to say about that. What a sponsor. We And it's a real one. It's a real sponsor. And I'll tell you this, even when Bitcoin is at 8,500, if you're drinking with icy crypto, it tastes like 20 grand. Tastes and, like 20 grand. Let's get, Quickly let's, followed by suicidal thoughts in, uh, in February. Let's get to the news. Yes, indeed. This is true. Shopify, an e-commerce company headquartered in Canada, right? Uh, but they do, you know, 600,000 merchants a year work, uh, buy on Shopify is now accepting 165 cryptocurrencies for, uh, for wow. payment. That's, uh, that's but still not big. Tron. I mean, 165. Uh, no, I'm just I, think, I think they accept Tron. I've, yeah, you got to uh, think. Um, you got to think they do, but that's an irresponsible decision on their part. Um, yeah, so I don't, think it's, I don't think it's anything crazy. I think um, essentially what they're doing is they're allowing you to say, like, oh, if you want to accept Tron, they basically just give you a wallet to do it. But I mean, this has, this has to be pretty big news, right? I think it's really big news. I mean, the more we see it adopted in a way that is payment use, right? This is a, this is a use case. Now there's, I, I'm just, it's kind of shocking to me that they're accepting 165. That means that they're banking on those 165 appreciating in value, and that's kind of a, like a big uh, call on their part. It's a big call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, essentially, it's like. So, so if you guys don't know what Shopify is, it's basically a place to set up your online business. So it, it's saying like, if I wanted, to, for example, if I wanted to set up a business, I would go on to Shopify and like have all my products there. And I think what this is, is it gives you the option to accept 165 different cryptocurrencies. So I think what that means is it's not necessarily like Shopify is gambling. I think it's allowing other people to gamble. Uh. So it's like, yeah, does that make sense? So like, it's like if I if I were like ah oh, I am a diehard Verge fan I want to pay right, for right, you know right, right. in Verge and you're like okay well we let you make that horrible decision yourself <laughs> um, and so even even if it is shit coins like they let you do it um, but I think the biggest thing man is like this is it this is this is currency right like I'm using yeah. they're letting yeah. you make cryptocurrency an actual cryptocurrency where people can pay you for your goods or services in whatever crypto you want. And I think, man, that is, that is freaking massive. That's, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's legitimately innovative too. It's, it's forward thinking, letting people have that option is, uh, it's strong for the market. It, it's just another thing that gives, you know, more confidence. I mean, it's, there have, there unless the, everyone's portfolio is red and then we're all just saying, <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a cool website thing you got there, uh, Shopify. We, uh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's we'll crazy. We'll wait until it gets back to green and then we'll start using it. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Cool. Uh, so what do we got next? Crypto goes green. Um, we have a, let, let's see, so in the blo in blockchain news, there's a startup that's looking to tackle carbon reduction using the blockchain. Now, hmm. um, what do you have on the idea and how do you think it could be implemented best? I think it's kind of fucking stupid and here's my thing. That's interesting. I know, right? Because you're like, oh, what an asshole. You must love carbon. No, yeah. that's, not my, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, But cryptocurrency and, and I, I guess 
I, I'm going to separate blockchain and cryptocurrency um, in this one because I think blockchain, sure, it absolutely has a use. I think blockchain almost has a use in everything. But cryptocurrency, I think this is a very interesting, I, I think a lot of people are going to go home to their wives and be like, hey, babe, I can do cryptocurrency because it's helping the environment. But in reality, we're actually using so much energy. It's like wild on how much energy it takes to go into mining. And I'm sure we can ask tech guy Liam at some point because he like, has a right, whole farm right, right. of like, computers that do this. But like, we use so much energy to mine for cryptocurrency, which produces the blockchain for a lot of it, the proof of work and, or proof of stake. Like, that takes a lot of energy. So I think it's funny. I, I feel like we're going neutral here. I'm like, okay, crypto goes green to try and redu reduce carbon, like carbon production or whatever. But at the same time, we're also saying fuck you to the environment. And, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think they're talking mostly about blockchain, though, in the sense that they're going with kind of for for regimes like example is is uh, Australia that has carbon trading. They're legitimizing these trades and um, just making sure that the trades are uh, uh, really happening in the way they're said to be happening with blockchain technology. But I get your point that saying crypto is going green really misses the point that there are entire farms in Siberia where you know they're using energy there's actually a hole in the ozone above it you can find it by looking yeah. up yeah, and if exactly. you see people getting burned walking by that would be that would be the crypto farm right yeah so, so at what point is that true or not i mean yeah using I don't the know. blockchain yeah maybe. but it's a good idea i mean can't you like that's so so my my only thing with that is yes it i think it's a little redundant and and kind of ironic that that's kind of what people are saying is that like crypto is going green right. but for me, dude, just more shit where people are helping the world, right, and, and, and helping out and creating great uses for blockchain. And, and I know it's crazy. I know the market is trash right now. It's, it's not trash. It's still better than January or better than February. But, like, it, it's sad to see your portfolio full of red. Um, but, dude, we're doing cool stuff with blockchain. We're finding more and more use cases for blockchain um, that are in so many different industries that – Dude, it's like the market isn't going away. You know what I mean? Like we're finding more and more use cases. It's not like we're getting disproven time and time again where we're running out of it. We're, we're innovating in every industry. And so I think as you're investing in crypto, that's really important to remember as your profile is crap um, and down 20% or whatever. You're like, okay, yes, it's down today, but in the future, we're, we're being pretty innovative. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the same the same thing we keep saying uh the more it's it's being used for the thing it's supposed to be used for this the way they're using blockchain in this article that we read was um it's to make sure that the uh the regime that they're using on a governmental level is legitimate and what a great use of blockchain i mean instead of corruption you're 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 decorrupting the system with this technology and i think we're seeing that across yeah. the board it's really kind of fun to watch uh, cool. And then kind of speaking of that, let's go on. The Supreme Court here in the United States uh, yesterday for us decided in a case called Murphy v. National NCAA, uh, National Collegiate Athletic Association, Murphy is the governor of New Jersey, that on a, in, a, in a broad but I'll give you limiting principles decision that uh, sports betting in the United States is, is the decision of 
the states. And so that changes what was the law. The law, I believe, the acronym was PAPSA, that uh, for more or less moral reasons said that that uh, sports betting couldn't take place anywhere in the country, or at least in the states that were under that um, PAPSA regime. And the Supreme Court yesterday decided that, no, this is a states' rights issue. Um, PAPSA was passed under the Commerce Clause, which is kind of, to get a little bit more technical, but that's one of the enumerated powers that the Senate, the Congress can use to regulate um, states, you know, states' anything? Uh, commerce issues. <laughs> yeah, anything, but mo no, here's a perfect example of not anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the court has moved full, like, heavy in the not anything camp for the past, give or take, 20 years. And this is another example. They're saying, look, you pass a law because you don't like sports gambling as a Congress, but you don't have any, you have no reason to pass that law. The reason I bring it up on a, on a cryptocurrency podcast is that there's a ton of use case for crypto and blockchain in sports gambling. Awesome. What do you think is going to, what's the outcome of this? Like where did, what, what could happen with it? Well, I think it's a, it's a booming industry for not only crypto, but also betting, right? Like, so, so now, now we have the, the booming crypto industry. It's, it's flying high. It's all about transactions. And then now we see pulling into the next lane right next to us is now sports betting, which, which yeah. is going to take over the world. I think we're going to see like DraftKings ads as we piss like in the toilet. You know what I mean? Like they're going to spend so much money on advertising now because it's legal for all these different states. And so um, I think, man, these are going to go hand in hand hand and I, I think there's so many use cases for it I think the smart contracts that's going to happen right like yeah. so so executable contracts where there ha doesn't have to be a third party um, I think the oh, like doing it now overseas right like so sports betting I mean I, I don't think that's legal right now I think you can only do it within you know within whatever the country or the states um, but in the future right like as we're legalizing sports betting and being innovative there I think, man, like we're going to be able to use cryptocurrency in between other currencies, you know. And so, right, right, if right, you, right. you can gamble with someone on like the U.S. election, and they're in China, and you're here, and you're like, I bet you this person's going to win, and like, I bet you this yeah. person's going to win. Um, and obviously, they've hacked our system, and you know, pretty much put whoever <laughs> they want there, um, so you're going to lose. But like, you know what I mean, right? Like, you're going to be able to bet so so much more quickly so much and it's going to be so much safer i think than than regular you know sports mm -hmm. betting and no one's yeah. going to come and break your knees that's cool yeah i am going to i'm going to agree with you in the sense that i think the decision yesterday really fun pretty fundamentally changes the way we're going to watch sports for the rest of our lives i mean so the first thing you would say is well what if they take it away that there's very little um um, reason based on the opinion that they would take it away. The Congress, the, the majority opinion left uh, room for Congress to legislate on some things regarding this, but I don't think there's appetite to legislate uh, over the states on sports betting. And, I mean, I think there's so many things are going to change with, with this ruling. The sports betting industry um, on the black, well, okay, so on, on the not black market in Nevada where you can bet on sports, $150 billion a year. That's in Nevada uh, alone. 
the black no one market. lives in Nevada. No one goes like exactly. Vegas. That's it. That's all there is. Vegas. But I mean, that is where the majority of sports betting happens. But think about how much it happens on the black market. I mean, I know I know buddies who've bet on sports for many years just through a book. Uh, who you know a guy they know, and uh, and all that gets legitimized. And even more than that. Now that you know you can put money into the industry above board, wow, I don't even know where it's going to go. But I, I can promise yeah. that one of the things that will come along with it is use case for blockchain that, I mean, I think, I think blockchain is built for yeah. this type oh, of building. Yeah. I mean, it's central oh, yeah. to what could be the future of, of sports betting. And as someone who gambling is... I love gambling so much. <laughs> That's me, why we're in crypto, right? About it, I love gambling. I love gambling. I love gambling. But there's just so much opportunity. Like you said, um, you know, you want to bet against someone in China. Well, let's admit it's, you know, the election could happen. That's all possible. But just think about NTA and March Madness. If you have a cryptocurrency, there's a live game happening. There's no reason to think you couldn't do... Um, a live betting with someone around the world using a coin with a smart contract. It, it fixes or it, it finishes the bet on the app. You move on. You do the next bet. It's just all these opportunities that come out of this decision. And I think crypto will be not immediately. So I think immediately casinos already have apps in the works. They already have. Um, there's already casinos who are going to open sports books in a few states that have passed laws. West Virginia, Rhode Island uh, are already looking into passing laws. But going forward, uh, I think they're going to lose because the rake and the things that people hate about casinos are still there for sports betting. And there's just not a ton of reason to do that when you have crypto and app-based advertising and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Yeah. I, I mean, I. Hey, if you guys haven't know, haven't picked it up, we're pretty passionate about this. So just be on. The yeah, radar. yeah. Be yeah. on. It's something we've thought about before. If you if you're not picking <laughs> up what we're putting down, okay, it's something we've thought about before, and we're. No, when I woke up yesterday and there was a breaking news on my you know news feed, the it was like the day is mine, because. Yeah. I am fascinated by sports betting. I'm fascinated by how crypto could be connected. So stay tuned. Yeah, I'm stay say. tuned for that. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, let's <laughs> bump into uh, Reddit, Reddit comment of the week. Um, yeah, go I, for it. So mine is actually from Twitter. Um, and it well, I, I saw it on Shitty Life Pro Tips. If you guys don't follow them on Reddit, it's Shitty Life Post or Shitty Life Pro Tips. So there's like life pro tips that are really helpful, and then there's shitty life pro tips that are not helpful at all. Um, and this one is a tweet, and it was like on the front page of like all Reddit, and it said, the average American uses $10 worth of toilet paper a month. For $10, you could buy 3.7 million Venezuelan boulevards, enough to wipe your ass for at least two years, thereby oh saving God. you $230. Hashtag inflation. Oh, so, oh. poor Venezuela. <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, but uh. the math is there. The math is there. No, I know. And, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I mean. Is like, and, and the reason I mention that is, is that is a – that is something that cryptocurrency is looking to solve, right? We have, we have set supplies. The, the government can't just print a shit ton of money like the German mark or the Venezuelan boulevard. Like, 
Like you can't just try and make more money because then it devalues that currency. And so that's why I really like um, that's why I really like cryptocurrency is is the scarcity um, and the you know as as the supply and demand continue to go up, the supply is going to stop, so the demand is going to rise, um, which is great for everyone who holds cryptocurrency. Um, Andrew, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, it's that's one of the flaws of having a non uh, a, a central government that's fully connected to a national government, or pardon me, a central bank that's fully connected to a central government. This is what we've seen in um, in those countries. And the decentralization <clears throat> and the fact that you can't keep printing is it's central to why crypto kind of will do what we think it's going to do. I'm not will I'm not going to say it's going to take over. I know that we've said that before. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to say that, but yeah, no, it's it, that's exactly, you can point to crypto and go, oh, hey, guys, come take a look at this. Your issues are solved. Yeah, but the, so the other thing, though, is Venezuela is also mm-hmm. trying to make a government-run cryptocurrency. Well, yeah, so, I know. And so if you also put an idiot at the head of anything, it's going to blow up, right? So right, if, you like, right, right, right. if you put a really shitty person in charge, like whoever let this shit happen is now going to be in charge of the cryptocurrency, you're probably going to get scammed. Or it's just Justin Sun, like, in a mask from Tron, and he's like, he's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, this is my new one. I don't know. But Yeah, man. Nicolas Maduro is the president of Venezuela, and I imagine someone with a deeper understanding of Venezuelan politics than I would say it's not all his fault. I think it might be all his fault. So, yeah, yeah there I mean, he is. You gotta do, like you gotta see this coming. I mean, I guess I guess it happened in Germany too, and they recovered. But I think well, but that's, they, a, that's a thing. See it coming because it's happened in Germany, Zimbabwe, it's happened in El Salvador, it's happened all over the world. All these places. That, yeah, and uh, you're like, oh, I wonder if it's gonna happen. To, and it's and it's now. Oh, okay. interesting. Yeah. Well, that's oh, my really general that's, pondering. Uh, yeah. Venezuela, get your shit together, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll do my, I'll do my, I'll go into my general ponderings. Um, I actually have two quick ones. One, the uh, biggest annual Bitcoin conference is happening right now as we speak in Manhattan, New York. And apparently, mm. there are literal Lambos lining the entrance hall, which is no. uh, it's just so on the nose, man. <laughs> it's just Damn so, it. That, Lambo moon. I don't get why. Lambo moon. Yeah, that, that's not what... That's such a small kind of contingent of fuckboys, it seems like, in the industry. I don't know why right. we're doing that. But They're like, um, they're like oh, everyone, everyone loves... La- like, if you guys don't get the Lambo joke, so, like, basically, there, so, the real talk, there are people that got Lambos from cryptocurrency. Like, that's how big the gains were. If you bought Bitcoin two years ago, you are, A, are not listening to our podcast, and, B... Um, you are very, very, very wealthy. So you probably have a couple Lambos. And that's kind of where it started was like, holy shit, if you bought Bitcoin two years ago, you're going to get Lambos. And so everyone is now saying like, especially in December when we were seeing 50% to, you know, 350% gains a day on our cryptos, everyone was like, holy shit, I'm going to get a Lambo. Like this is it. Like I'm actually, and then people actually started buying Lambos because they had enough money in the market. Um, but now it's kind of a joke. Now it's 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 really looked it's frowned upon to be a, a Lambo guy because you need to have a much more mature view of the market that like you're not going to get a Lambo in three weeks. You're you know you have to 
um, you know, find good coins, don't invest in shit coins, like make sure you have a long-term plan, uh, hold like forever. Uh, and so it just, it just looks bad. It looks bad on everything. Yeah, it's a finance conference. I mean, come on, let's be a little, a little more legitimate. But at the same time, whatever. Hopefully, yeah. it's successful. Hopefully, I mean, I think what's the statistic is that after this conference, the market year over year jumps like a hundred percent. Is that correct? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I read that somewhere. Uh, if I'm wrong, whatever. But yeah, no, it's oh, it's so this conference. is like an annual conference. This has happened no, before. A, oh, it's a really big. Yeah, this is the conference that's happening right now. Okay, and it's supposed to grow 100%. This is not trading advice. No, it's, it's supposed I to grow 100%. Well, no, it has year over year. That's been a, a trend is that after this conference, the market you know, goes through the roof. But that doesn't we're mean... We're not saying it, that's going to happen. We've, we're yeah, not. We're, it's, very, it's very likely. Or we're in uncharted territory, exactly. people. Yes, thank you. Go ahead. Well, and so you had one more? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I find this really interesting that Robin Hood now has um, Bitcoin, I believe, uh, Ethereum, and is it Litecoin? Litecoin's also on there? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's XRP. Yeah. Uh, are traded on... It's on definitely not... A, uh, I don't think it's XRP. I think it's Litecoin. Okay, yeah. Um, are traded on uh, Robinhood now, and that's a free trading platform. Um, yeah. And the question is, is it going to take over Coinbase? And... I am really interested in that because I don't think so. So what I've read about about Robinhood, sorry to interrupt, but like what I've read about Robinhood is it's fucking fake. Like everyone's like it's going to take over Coinbase. But the thing is is I'm pretty sure you can't take your money out. I'm pretty sure oh, it yeah, stays I, there. Yeah, you can take your money out of taking it out. Or or you can't or like uh, I don't know. I think with crypto like or you can't you, transfer you can't, it. I you think you can't trade. You can't move your crypto to another uh Right, right. So that's what I, I mean. So like with you can't that, pull your crypto up. I mean, they might. They totally might. And I think they have the infrastructure to do it. But I think yeah. when, I remember when Robinhood announced cryptos, the market freaking jumped. Like, and yeah, it's definitely. been a long time since news makes the market jump, but Robinhood make the mar made the market jump. Um, but then once people were like, oh, I can buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin, which I don't want to say majority because that's not true, obviously, but a lot of crypto enthusiasts are now moving away from the major coins and moving into altcoins. So I think that was pretty discouraging. But I think you're right. It does have the infrastructure to, to do something big. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's just a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to look at. And if you want to buy one of those three and keep it for now, that's probably your best bet. I mean, you're not... Uh, you, you're not going to pay a fee. So that's a that's Yeah, nice well, so, and sorry to say this one more time, but I think, I think Coinbase has seen this coming, right? Yeah. So, so we see Robinhood, which is like the individual investor, right? You have your app, it's free, you don't want to pay trading fees, you are probably a millennial eating an acai bowl with like a craft coffee in your hand. Um, and Coinbase has now announced that they're opening trading platforms for only large investors. So I yes. think Coinbase has seen this coming and is like, okay, you can have all the little kids who are buying those three, you know, whatever, and, and we're going to take the big boys. So, yeah, no, that's definitely, know. that seems like the pivot for sure. What do you have on yeah. your uh, general pondering? Um, so here's my general pondering and something that's been pissing me off, guessing the market. And we talk about this every week. It's part of our podcast. It, we say the market doesn't know what it's doing and no one's an expert. Give me a fucking break, people. Like, this is stressing me out. I, like, just broke into a sweat talking about this because I'm so angry about it. Is all these people on Instagram 
are like, oh, the uh, the bars are are you know looking here, and you know we're seeing a slight dip and roll uh, with a side of chow mein, and that is going to mean that Bitcoin's going to boom. Like every single one of them, every single expert on Instagram is like, well, here's what we're looking at, and Bitcoin is going to boom. It's it's going to bust out every single day, and I'm like, you guys are so fucking stupid. Stop, like, you clearly don't know what's going on. And you can look at charts all you want, and it's the self-fulfilling prophecy, right? So as soon as, as, soon as they guess one thing right, like, you're, if you're guessing so much, you're going to get it right eventually. So you're like, Bitcoin's going to boom. Yeah, it does have a growth trend. But people are like, it's going to boom tonight. And, and so if you say that every night, eventually you're going to be correct. And then you're going to be like, I'm, the, I'm fucking brilliant. Like, follow me on Instagram and pay me for you know, advice on how to, like, let me trade for you. Give me your money. And it's just bullshit, man. It just pisses me off. Yeah. I, I, I can't take it. If you can't tell, I'm kind of angry. Yeah, and I think, I, I, th- I hope it comes off that when we say, oh, we think it's going to go up, that we really, that, that's like all we're saying. We, we that's don't all we're saying. Because it <laughs> we is going to go up. Maybe think I can, it's going to go up. I can tell you that's it's going to go up. It's, it might not be tomorrow. It might right, not be exactly. two weeks. It, it might be not even two years, right? Exactly. Like, like we've, I, it has a growth trend, right? If you look year over year for the past seven years, yeah, Bitcoin's going to keep going up. I can tell you that right now, okay? Dude. Because it has a growth trend. But you trying to micro, like essentially micro bet on like, like day to day or even hour to hour where you're like, in the next hour, this is going to pump. Like, where do you get off? You what have you, no reason to think that. You have no reason. Like, you're looking at these, like, bars, and it, it's basically like saying it, it's, it's the self-fulfilling prophecy, like I said. So it's like if you, if you say that, that something's going to happen and then it doesn't happen, you're going to ignore it. You're going to be like, oh, you know, I, I, I was wrong or whatever, but you're not going to post about it, right? So you're only going to post about the wins that you had, and then right, it, you're, right, you're right, suckering right. people. You're suckering people. Like, that's, that's fucking stupid. I don't know, man. Hey, general pondering slash pisses me off. <laughs> what a great way to end with Austin steaming mad. Just, like just he's just never been mad Full rant on experts. You're not an expert. No one's an expert. Okay? That's my, that's our whole podcast. That's my thing, people. That's my thing. All the love for all of you trying to make a quick buck on scamming people on Bitcoin, but also fuck off. Boom. We did Boom. it. Boom. We did it. All right. Well, with that, uh, we are done with this episode, and I hate to leave you on that. Um, I think the market went up like $2 billion, if that makes you feel better. Um, yeah, thanks for being here, guys. We appreciate uh, you guys listening. We're hoping to, to make some major moves with um, you know, marketing and website and stuff like that. So seriously, be on the lookout for that. We love you guys. We think the market doesn't know what it's doing. We definitely clearly don't know what we're doing, and we think that no one else knows what they're doing, clearly. And uh, so we appreciate you guys just coming around here and bullshitting with us.